Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim Harris will continue in the book of Mark with chapter 14, verses 12 through 21. It's the preparation for the last Passover in which Jesus institutes the practice of Christian communion to replace the old remembrance called the Passover. With the arrival of the Messiah and the shedding of his blood as our once-for-all sacrifice for sin, that which foreshadowed his ultimate sacrifice would no longer be necessary. What the Passover and the sacrifices symbolized before Christ, what those only foreshadowed, has now, through Christ's crucifixion and resurrection, been fulfilled. And we practice this memorial every time we come together to participate in it. Pastor Jim will connect what Jesus institutes here with all that had come before as a symbolic reminder of what only Jesus could eventually accomplish. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Last Passover. Now, there's a backhanded sort of twisted compliment to Judas for his spectacular hypocrisy. He was so good at it, none of the other 11 suspected him any more than they suspected themselves. Verse 19, they began to be grieved, and that's worded very strongly. This, this really bothered them. They began to be grieved and to say to him, one by one, Each one said this, surely not I. Their hearts must have been pounding in their chests. What a chilling thought. What maybe were they they thinking? Well, maybe they went to the ultimate degree and were thinking, am I really committed to the Lord? Am I going to somehow mess this up? Or maybe they were, maybe not possibly not going to that level, but maybe they were thinking something like, oh, did I say something that would lead the enemies of Jesus to this place so that he could be ambushed? They knew there was a be on the lookout for Jesus order. Everybody was supposed to say where he was if they saw him so they could come and arrest him. Maybe they were asking Am I willing to follow Jesus even to death? Maybe they were thinking, He knows my heart better than I do. Could it be? Could it be that I would actually fall away? Every one of them was asking that. Verse 20, And he said to them, It is one of the twelve who dips with me in the bowl. Now, that's true. It didn't really resolve anything for them. We'll explain the details of the Passover meal next time, but dipping a, a piece of bread into the, into the well, the dip. Think, think chips and salsa, and then we'll upgrade to something more theological next week. Um, he dipped with all of them. 
Now, we know the story because we have all four Gospels. We know how it ends. But Jesus kept them in the dark. However, Jesus and Judas knew that Judas was the betrayer. He could dip and hand it to all of them. But only Judas, he could look in the eye at that moment. Around the table, though, Jesus treated every one of them exactly the same, treated them as beloved friends and family, so nobody could tell. Now, our final verse in our little pericope for today is, it's a sad one, it's an ominous one, and yet it's also a theologically rich one. Jesus says, for the Son of Man is to go just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Now, look at that carefully. Notice, just as it is written of him, everything that was going to happen to Jesus was foreordained by God. He's working out the plan of God. And it was also foretold in the Scriptures. You want to read the details of Jesus' crucifixion? Go read Psalm 22, written before crucifixion was invented. You want to read the theological significance of Jesus going to the cross? Go read Isaiah chapter 53, written 700 years before Jesus went to the cross. That's why in his famous definition of the gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the apostle Paul says, Christ died for our sins. And he doesn't say, having been betrayed and arrested and murdered. That happened, but Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. There's no surprise here. This is the plan of God. Always was the plan of God. Now, Judas is on plan B for the betrayal, but God's plan is exactly on schedule, and he foretold it. He died for our sins according to the Scripture, and He was buried, and He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. The Son of Man is going to go just as it was written of Him. Now look at how Peter preached about this. He makes a very strong point on the day of Pentecost in his first public sermon as the spokes apostle at that time, Acts chapter 2, verse 23, he says, This man, delivered over by the, remember we just read as it was written him, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. Jesus did not go to the cross as a victim. He went there as the obedient Son, fulfilling the will of the Father to redeem His bride. This is one of many passages in the Bible that teaches side by side. This, I mean, Acts 2.23, as well as Mark 14.21. They both teach the sovereignty of God and... The responsibility of man, both in full force, 
simultaneously in full force and described side by side with each other. God used Judas, wicked Judas, betraying Judas, the son of perdition. God used Judas to accomplish his purpose. And Judas was fully, personally culpable for his evil actions. All those men that contracted with Judas, that worked for a year on this plan to to get Jesus to the cross, they were culpable for their actions, and it was all the plan of God. It was all just as is written of him, and as Jesus went on to explain, woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. The word woe is... It's strong. It's more than a warning. It's a pronouncement of God's judgment and condemnation through this willful rejection of Christ and choosing to betray Him rather than believe in Him. Judas doomed his soul to eternity in the lake of fire. You understand? God can and God does Use even the sinful choices of sinful people with sinful motives. God uses it all to accomplish His will however He chooses to do it. And yet God does not overrule the moral laws that He built into the universe. And those laws include what we read in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Judas, fully culpable. Absolutely, totally responsible. He doesn't say, well, Judas, I I know you couldn't help yourself because I backed you into this. No, no, no. Judas, you're responsible. The lake of fire that awaited Judas and which awaits all unbelievers is so severe that Jesus could honestly say to have never existed would be infinitely better than to be there. Now, in case you haven't had a good reason to have a shudder run up and down your spine for a while, consider this. It's one of those so-called warning passages in the book of Hebrews. And the author writes this. For we know him who said, and now he's going to quote from the Old Testament, vengeance is mine, I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. And here's the conclusion you should draw from that. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a living God. No one can ever say, the devil made me do it. Judas can't say that. And Judas was possessed by the devil when he went and betrayed Jesus. But Judas was fully responsible for that. But God was completely in charge of all of it. Now, one more thought. And then we're going to set this aside until next Lord's Day when we're going to see Jesus institute the Lord's Supper. And it'll be our privilege to partake of it at that same time. I want you to see how this fits into the big Big picture. 
The Passover was the celebration of redemption that took place when God brought Israel out of Egypt. That's redemption celebrated for what took place in the past. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.